everybody. I'm Jimmy Deep. I'm Brad Churchwell. And I'm Farhan Galani. He was telling us, yeah, we're doing everything on iPads. And and we're kind of like, do we own iPads? <laughs> <laughs> and, and these were the days when, you know, if you told new realtors, these are the days where at 11 o'clock you would finish up a deal mm-hmm. where you'd have to hop in your car to go and get final signatures. And I remember meeting people in Safeway parking lots, you know, the other yeah. realtor and doing a quick, you know, signature look like a drug deal. This guy won't say much. Always the noisiest one. So good. You got to get some, something. <laughs> get something in there. I'm just going to chop this wood while you guys uh... talk. <laughs> okay, who's going to start this? Um, I'm going to leave it up to you. Well, you normally we just start talking and then at some point we're like, oh, we're we recording this. So I figured it was going to be one of those deals. Again. Oh, yeah. It is. It, it is, is recording. See, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we already are here. Okay, um, episode two. Season, we're season only the, two. We're the second guys of season two. Of season two. <laughs> of season two. <laughs> we had to get a. We had to get the kinks out of season one, but it turned out all right. It's good. Yeah, season two is off to a good start. Except we're doing it just right up until Christmas, and I don't know what we're gonna do after that. Yeah, we have During two Christmas. more. We have two more before we're going to break wow. for Christmas. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then it's like mid-season break, I guess. You could do that, right? But um, who do we have with us today, Brad? Uh, we have Tim and Azad. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why you always the do it. The intros are always the best. I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying something new. Well, yeah. I'm trying to like pass on. Should have given a heads up maybe. but uh, <sighs> Then it's not authentic. Okay, well, uh, Tim and Azad uh, are a powerhouse real estate investment team that uh, have been at a brokerage since 2011, I believe. Damn! Yeah. yeah. You may know us as Calgary Real Estate Wealth. Yeah, sorry. That, yeah. <clears throat> Offering cutting-edge services in real estate investment. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's, that was good. I was really, how many times did you practice that, Tim? <laughs> that just came out right now. <laughs> Very good. Amazing. Yeah, you guys been with us since 2011, hey? Yeah. We're, um, give us the backstory. So You guys got so so many things to so talk So many about. things. So backstory for when we first started in real estate or when we started with 3Max? Yeah, Max. that's wherever you want to start. Let's okay. start, let's start, let's start yeah, where you estate. first started in real estate. Yeah, let's, let's go there. That. So um, Tim and I were investing in real estate uh, for a couple of years before getting into the business. And we belong to an investment group. Um, that had something like 200 members, 150 members. And um, it was quite a bit. It was good. And and we fell in love with it at the time. Um, The owner of that group asked us to become realtors and uh, get our licenses and teach people how to invest in real estate. And it was... Well, you did that before you got your license? No, no, no. We uh, we were just members of the group. Yeah buying and selling real estate. And oh. then when we became realtors, we started to help just regular people yeah. buy, risk, buy investment real estate. Nice. We, we went on in our first year as just investors. I think between us, we own close to 10 houses. Yourselves? Wow. Ourselves, yeah. Oh, okay. And so the owner took note of that 
And we were doing crazy stuff like joint ventures and raising capital and thinking outside of the box. And he's like, well, if you guys come on board, I'm going to do more deals with my clients. And he was right. I think the first year between Tim and myself, we probably did over 120 deals as realtors. Oh, wow. Which was... Um, Dang, that's a lot. It's a lot. But it's it's crazy because um, because we thought that would keep going. and it didn't and then back then tim says it all the time back then the the lending rules right tim yeah the lending rules were a lot more lenient relaxed and clients could buy five six houses in a year there was uh different mortgage products that allowed us to to do a lot of creative things that uh, we can't do anymore (laughs) and and we had a system when we started so we became realtors in our first year we did that many deals and we had a system we used to we we talk about this all the time Uh, and this is probably the reason why you guys see us at the office all the time because we would train like that we would work out of the office Mm -hmm. and not only that our clients would come to the office we would show them we'd have a meeting and then we'd show them the numbers on paper and then we would show them the properties on on the computer and then we'd hop in the car right there and then mm. go show them three properties pick one come back write it awesome and, that. and we would all come back to the office and sit around open a bag of chips have a couple of beers <laughs> and uh and we'd all be writing offers every night and that was our introductory to uh what, becoming real estate what this year was easy. that what year was that <laughs> 2006. 2006 yeah, yeah. oh so yeah 2006 boom. was it was booming <laughs> That's where the hard. financing came. Yes. Yeah. That's so. So we, um, as I said, we thought it would keep going, and and but we loved it. There was no emotion. It wasn't like dealing with people finding their dream home. It was all about the numbers, and um, and it was a huge success. Like out of the group, I think there was six or seven realtors, uh, and we did over two hundred and fifty deals that year. Wow. So so ever since then, um, we'll keep going with with that office. Um, in 2009, we had the, the financial crisis mm-hmm. and, uh, and we look at teams come and go. So Tim and I, we've been together since 2006, but we're in, in a group of six or seven when we started for four years. And then when that collapsed because of the economy, mm-hmm. and this is what happens with teams, uh, they just don't last. And, and you guys have seen that, um, because there's not enough money to go around. And, and so uh, when we came out of it, Tim has four kids. I have three kids. Uh, we started shopping around at, at brokerages to see what was a good fit for us when, uh, when that group dismantled. And, and that group dismantled in a big way, like the office went down, um, meaning every realtor in that office had to go find another brokerage. So those, those were two different things though, right? Like the brokerage going down and the team being being dismantled or was that one in the same? Well, it was kind of a sort of an organic thing where the team just sort of dissipated. Oh, I Um, see. Like, as I'd said, there wasn't enough deals to go around. So everyone sort of broke off and went on their own. Right. And we were actually on our own before we left that office. Um, So, you know, seeing the, uh, the team disintegrate and then the office go under and certain financial shenanigans from, some of the people in that office, yeah. we felt it was time to go. So we did go before that office actually went under. Yeah. So it, it was about, would you say, Tim, six, seven month process of yeah. knowing the team was coming to an end and then, oh, geez, things are really bad. The brokerage is coming to an end mm-hmm. as well. 
And so um, Tim and I decided to stick together. We interviewed, we actually interviewed a bunch of brokerages. Uh, Jimmy took us out for uh, a Starbucks. And this was- You know, these guys were probably the longest recruits. They were a long time. Like- it took on time scheme, time, time, you know, I mean, yeah. like sometimes I think I meet like uh, once or twice you guys and then like next the week, you, you guys really before. milked that sucker. Uh, we, <laughs> we're still waiting to get our palms greased and it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know what we, you know, we, we interviewed a bunch of places and then we came across Jimmy and Farhan at the time. Um, and we're really looking for, we came across two young guys that were entrepreneurs. And we say this about real estate as well. As everybody knows, the biggest thing in, in being a realtor is consistency, right? Getting that paycheck every week. And, and we knew for us, and that's what we'll talk about today, what we're up to lately, but um, real estate is just one piece of it. We love the investment game, so we surround our business around that. But when we met you guys, we just knew these young guys, they're going to be different. And to tell you the truth, at the time, Tim could tell you, we were going around to different brokerages, and we probably only interviewed three or four, Max. About that, yeah. And they were all older guys, you know? One guy, I think he was ex-TV guy or something down at, I won't mention it, but he, and he, he was, was an older guy, and, doing and I just, on I just and... kind of said, you know, we just knew like, it wasn't for us. Do we own iPads? You know, we wanted to <laughs> and, and these and were the days that, the when, was cool. you know, if you told you me, cool. these are the days where Back then, at 11 o'clock you would finish terrible. up a deal. Mm-hmm. You'd yeah, have to hop in your car and then. you'd walk to in go and, and get final signatures. And I remember meeting people in Safeway They were old school realtors. They'd all been around for 30 years. And doing a quick, and you know, signature look like the, a drug deal on the clock. The on the clock, to get it back as you guys yeah. all know, or to the other side um, before eleven fifty. Technology came yeah. in. Yeah, so the new realtors these days, they have no idea what we went through. Office. Yeah, I mean, that we were faxing place. stuff, actually um, faxing things, and right? Like as it's <laughs> right. Said, and so sort of when we came to Jimmy, we're like, Jesus, sounds really good. We've got no idea how to upload docs and sign docs online, but but we're in. We'll learn. It changed uh, so much from the uh, 2006. People were still lined up. And that's when, you know, the boom was happening. I'm sure you guys remember this. You know, you put a property on the market and then you're sitting there uh, lined up outside the door with 20-some offers. And, uh, you know, you're waiting to present them. Um, This could be raining outside or whatever, but that's how you did it. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know how many unconditional offers we wrote back then and, how risky that would be these days, yeah. but it was the norm back then. Yeah. Well, you had to be in that kind of market. You, you otherwise, you had four others that were unconditional. So yeah. It's pretty and, tough to compete. And then, yeah, getting back to the office, the we were at your second office. The first one was just down the road. Yeah, on Eleventh Avenue. It was the second so one. So we were at the second one, and when you walked in there, um, we loved how bright it was. Uh, the big windows that had a huge patio, which we actually oh, threw a, patio a stampede party dope. there one yeah. year. But um, we just love that because the office previously uh, that we were at, uh, we were we had an office with seven or six team members in one office. Like it was a big office. But where the uh, they used to call it the bullpen was, it was at the back of the office, no windows. It looks like this recording mm. studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and, about there's some blues in here. So we knew um we knew when we were going to the third office now, um 
Jimmy and and Farhan came to us and said, well, what do you like about this office? And we actually said, it's so great because the realtors have a nice space to work in. And and they they said we're going to make sure of that on on the third office, you know. And it, and it and the third office was better than the second office. So so and now we're even cooler because we're right downtown. Um, and it just keeps getting better and better. You got to keep things moving along. You know what I mean? Like. I thought that last office was, I thought when, when we first got it, when we first built it out, I thought we were going to be there for quite some time. I mean, we were there for six years, which is, you know, fairly whatever. But uh, even in that six years, things changed so drastically. You know, we went there, all the private offices were full. And then, you know, in the last couple of years or so, nobody wanted them anymore. So there's a big change in, in, in real estate. And I think there's going to be a quicker change in the next few years but you guys been doing something very consistently through this whole time right you've been showing to the uh, showing up to the office every day uh, i'm pretty sure every day because i see you guys a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's just because that's how how we started in the business. and then uh uh and kind of regardless of where we went that continued and you do these seminars that that you used to do and you had to change recently with uh this year with yeah all the, the seminars COVID we stuff. did was uh you know, ta- dealing with all different topics on real estate investment. And and we would run them in the old office. The common area was very, very big, and we could accommodate 80 to 100 people in there. And we would routinely fill it with, you know, 80 to 100 real estate investors and deliver our topic. And that was also a lead generation uh, system for us. We How many leads of- did that get you? So like, w- w- was it worthwhile for you to do? You spent all that time, you spent all the money. I've seen the setup. Yeah. You got, you know, you got some drinks and some snacks or whatever, right? You guys? No, we no, didn't. That do that. Changed. Oh, that, that changed. changed. That all changed. Okay. So, but then you bring everybody in. There was a lot of setup and you put out all the chairs. It was, it was a shit ton of setup. But, right? No, it took time. So, it took um, time. and then you get that many, like 50, 60 people in, 80 people sometimes. Yeah. Right. We actually uh, what tracked was that it. Conversion rate? We tracked it, and actually, money-wise, each seminar that we delivered, we worked it out. It was worth about eight thousand dollars in commissions. I think it was, yeah, eight thousand. So deal per seminar, sixteen. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. On one deal yeah. per seminar. Yeah, that's worth it. It's a Damn right. Do you get twelve deals? Yeah, and we've seen other realtors. Other realtors tried to do it, but like anything, you have to be consistent. You need the accent, right? You need the accent, or you need the charisma, or whatever it is. And, and, Tim, and, and so I'm being honest. Like that's why Tim and I work. Like we're two totally different guys. Sure. And not only that, you can have two different guys, but as an individual, you have to know. And we've been in many meetings. When someone isn't even talking to me or looking yeah. at me, I know to shut up and let Tim do the work, you know? Right, right. Or if I meet a guy, I have a friend from hockey, my kid's hockey or something like that, and I know I can do the deal and bang it together, I'm not even getting Tim involved. And so we're not we're not like other um, teams where there could be a lot of um, pointing at each other or you're doing... We don't care. Mm-hmm. The biggest asset we have is is when there's work... Man, we're dropping everything to go get it done and get it done quickly, you know? So it doesn't matter where it comes from. We have different roles. Tim, Tim's very good at on doing the, um, the servicing, meaning the emails and, and getting back to people where I'm terrible at that. Like, I'll just be honest. So it complements each other, you know? Because mm. um, a lot of teams don't last. A lot of partnerships don't last. Um, 
And weirdly enough, the ones that we do see uh, succeed or like last a long time are those that do have very opposite personality, but they find some sort of common ground somewhere along the way in that partnership. We've always wondered about that. You guys were like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. that works. That makes sense. So, so our common ground is uh, definitely the investment piece. It, like it, it personally changed our lives. So, so like coming out of, um, in 2010, we together own roughly $10 million worth of real estate. Okay. And, and to tell you the truth, we lost a lot of money. Like if you went through that downturn, I remember like thinking mm -hmm. when you have 17 mortgages to pay every month and you've got a few empty properties, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta dig deep. Yeah. Right. But you know what happened there? And this is, this is one thing we did that, um, has made it success. When we lost money, we knew our clients were losing money. So our first year at Remax was our toughest year. And I'll tell you why. We were in a team for four years, Tim. Yeah. And it, and our names might have been on a little rider or something. But mm -hmm. when you're in a team or one of those super teams, big teams, your name isn't on the signs <clears throat> out there. You're not getting recognition. Mm. So not only were we coming out of a team, we were nobodies. I mean, all we had was the database or the people we actually did deals for. So the best thing we did, which was the hardest thing, is we actually went and had coffee with these people and and clients that we actually bought them homes and now they're worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars less. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately back then interest rates were higher. And we had to help our clients. I remember one young girl, Shauna, we had to sit there and and it was the hardest thing and tell her which properties to let go of. I mean, here's a young girl that owned four houses, uh, not because of us, um, uh, because uh, the hype around investing in real estate, she got caught up in it and, um, and, and coming out of it, we had to have these conversations with many, many people and, and, uh, help them. Yeah, and, and as, uh, as everybody around this table knows, real estate is cyclical, right? And being in a, a resource-based province that's highly dependent on oil and gas, that's very cyclical as well. So we, when the times were tough, if we were super highly leveraged and, you know, we lost a lot of money, like as I'd said, but we also learned a lot of lessons because by losing that money and going through the tough times, we're able to turn around and teach that to our clients now and they can avoid that. So while it was tough to go through and sort of a white knuckle ride sometimes, like as I'd said, you got eight mortgage payments to pay in one hard, month. Hard knock school. Exactly. And then, you know, we turn that around and it's actually very, very beneficial for us right now because we can speak to a lot of experience that we personally have gone through. We're not just, you know, blowing sunshine. We've yeah, done so it. So you're adding a layer of risk management that, you yeah, know, probably definitely. isn't um, that apparent to somebody getting into this, this kind of venture. Yeah. And because of that, we're very good at saying, no, you're not buying that house. You know, like our comp competitors of what we do, um, I won't mention names, but the biggest real estate investment network in Canada, they've got people going to buy in places like Forest Lawn because they think that's the next, next big, big thing. But we're 10 years away from that. Would you say 10 years? 20. 
maybe 20 okay and and we we can tell you we just sold a house up there for a client that was one of their members that was told no nah, this is going to go up it's going to do really well and it will one day don't get me wrong um and she just sold it for thirty thousand dollars less we didn't buy it for her thirty thousand dollars less um than what she paid for it just a few years ago so even today we look at what people are doing out there we can see straight through it and the difference from what tim and i do and we we're explaining to another realtor upstairs uh yesterday we we basically select the properties for our clients so so it's a little different other other realtors will go out there and show houses and hope that the client falls in love with one and and that's true to when they're moving into it but 95 percent of our work is investors and even if they're moving into it we treat it as an investment we treat it we actually never want to sell houses um as tim says you're selling the golden goose so so basically, we set young people up, and we've been doing it a lot this this last couple of months, eh, Tim? Um, where they're buying a house, sweeting it, moving in. We had this young kid, Connor, um, get this beautiful place down in Ogden. I mean, across the road is the Safeway down there and a pub and everything like that. You're near Glenmore Trail, great access in and out. Um, he's, he, his first time home, okay, he managed to save up 20%. He bought it for 325, put just over 60k down. Yeah, it needs some work, which he's doing. But um, this young guy, his expenses for the month is $1500 all in, okay? And he can rent out that upstairs suite for 1350. So he's now oh, so he's living downstairs he's, renting out. Exactly. And so it's eventually costing, he's going to move out onto something exactly. else. Exactly. So now he's living for $150, okay? Where these kids out there are renting, we've seen crazy, they're renting crazy condos downtown because they mm -hmm. want it, right? Yeah. With the bad. facilities and stuff like that. This young kid is now living for $150 and the mortgage is getting paid down $850. So to us, that is life changing. Like it's, it's, we wish someone pulled us aside and said, no, you do this and you'll be well off. Right. So it's, it's very um, rewarding. It's not about just running out, getting getting a property for them. It's like, no. And then it gets frustrating as well because um, Tim said it yesterday, when we have a lot of clients that want to buy, there's no properties on the market that we want to buy. And right now we're looking and the number of listings is actually down right now. And there's a lot of good rental properties right now, but our clients have gone shy right now. Mm -hmm. So in our business, we're not we're not in it to convince people we just don't want to get into that. It's all about, um, it's all about educating them, and that's why we do our seminars. Is that where you find most of the people from seminars, or? Yeah, it's starting most to grow clients, organically yeah. now, but it was mostly from the seminars, and mm -hmm. we are launching another um, advertising sort of system that we're going to do, more marketing our our investment group. That's to come probably in the new year. You guys have a book that's coming out. Yeah, so so funny story. Uh, COVID was a blessing for us. Um, and it, Farhand, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess a little inside joke. Farhand's COVID was, was a blessing COVID. too for, for Farhand. Well, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no idea. There. I have no idea where that was that, going. That caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kept, kept him out of the bars for two months. So, so COVID came to me. <laughs> COVID was a little blessing for us. We we've actually had clients tell us 
why don't you guys charge for what you do? Like, we're like, really? Like, we've had friends say, geez, you, sh- you guys should charge. And we never wanted to charge. Um, and so what happened during COVID was we had to go online and start webinars. And when COVID first started, we're like, holy smokes, what are we going to do? I don't think we sold a house for the first two months of COVID, right? Who wants to invest? Mm-hmm. And it's not like we had regular... We didn't have a ton of listings. We never really do. Uh, and that's something we're going to bump up next year. But um, like 90% of our business in the last couple of years has all been purchases. So uh, we always wanted to write a book. And uh, and it's been great with Tim because initially Tim's like, you just write, 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 and, and I'll put it all together and Tim will write and we'll it'll all come together. And I was nervous, right? Like I'm not the best speller and everything like that. And I think when I was writing the book, the same story was in it four times throughout the book. And I'm like, geez, I, Tim, I think I wrote it. Like, anyway, anyway, so. Uh, just, just to, I overheard you guys earlier today and Tim's like, fucking tired of reading this book (laughs) maybe that's oh so much this is what nobody this is what nobody tells you uh when it comes to a book it's like geez the four the editing's one thing and tim did all the editing like if someone said to me you're gonna hire an editor to do i'm like tim's smart enough to do that no problem and the best thing about the book the stories we've been telling for 15 years now so he knows every story. There is not one. Yeah, and, and we didn't want to edit it too much. We didn't want to send it out to a professional editor, and that comes out as this this slick product that you know nobody really can see the see us in it. Yeah. So and it's like every so other. So anybody reading the book can see the sections that that's Azad. You know. Yeah. Azad definitely wrote that, and then they'll say that's Tim, right? So we wanted mm-hmm. to keep ourselves in there because basically the book is about all of our clients' experiences and. We wanted to show that, show them come through it and show ourselves in there, not as, you know, these real slick guys that have this big advertising budget that, you know, it's a, and every, every video we do is a high Hollywood production. No, it's not that, right? It's about the client and that's what we wanted to come through. And you can see that because we did it ourselves. We wrote it ourselves. Yeah. We edited it ourselves. and, And what we realized when we were writing the book is that when, you know, you read other books, you might get through a whole chapter, but in the whole chapter, you're only learning one thing in it, right? Like one paragraph is like the key thing you're learning. And we're like, nah, let's just give it all out there, right? And so we, we, we got through the book and we hired a company in the States to, to help us with marketing. And they're like, no, 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 no. We want you to write another book. And we're like, oh, shit, we just, we just wrote this book. How are we going to write another one? And um, so we had to. And the reason why they wanted us to do this is is their marketing system is, is no, you give something away for free. And when you give it away for free, if people like it, they'll buy the book you want to sell. And then it got a little bit more crazy because we started doing our seminars, now webinars, and we realized that we had been recording them every session. And... Um, we realized that the material on these sessions is so good um, that it's a sellable product. So now a whole concept of just writing a book went from writing a free ebook to a book that's going to be for sale to now selling a webinar series. And so when we looked at that, um, 
I think Tim, you said there's over 30 hours of content on the webinar. And that's just since COVID started. Yeah. So, so the best thing about it, we know we have a product. We know what other companies are selling out there. Um, and we know we're giving people, I called it the meat and potatoes. Tim says I'll offend the vegans out there. So um, <laughs> I can't say that. But I could tell you we're giving the meat and potatoes sure. uh, that people actually can use and move forward with investing in real estate. So the hard thing um, out of all of this is because we've been launching, we're launching three products at once, basically. It's t- it's frustrating because it's all there, but it's not there, right? Like it's 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 not perfect yet. And yeah, we want to deliver it so it's it's somewhat palatable, but we'd also, like I said before, we don't want this high production value so that it, it's not us. And and it does take some hours to put it together, and we're we're well on our way. Yeah, and and for example, like we had uh, a fellow out in Toronto uh, reach out to us, big time investor, been in the business thirty years as a investor guru. And and he heard that we were writing the book, and he was on one of our webinars as a guest, and and or not as a guest, he was just there as a, to to see what we're doing. And the first thing he said, he's like, "You guys are you guys are Remax Realtors." He said, "He said this is going to go a long way." So so it's not branded under under Remax at all, sure. but but people will work out um, just from photos from the seminars. Uh, the old room had the balloon, mm-hmm. the Remax balloon, and nearly every bit of our marketing, you could kind of tell that we're Remax guys and we teach people how to invest in real estate. There's that notion of like, um, I think we're seeing it more and more, but what do you guys think about this of agents, um, you know, selling houses, they get successful at selling houses or they do something that they absolutely love. Uh, and then that becomes another product or a byproduct of what the the core um, business of the individual is. And we see this. We see agents who create a team, they do really well, and then they start, you know, being a coach or they sell they sell like a sure. mentorship uh, program or whatever it is. Do you think that's going to continue? Do, do you think that's the evolution of what the industry is, well, beca- is, is going towards? It's always going to be a niche. Because people are going to have different talents other than just, you know, buying and selling real estate. Mm-hmm. And they will, I think they'll gravitate towards those. I mean, there's guys that, uh, you know, a lot of the, some of the realtors will tell people how to design their houses, right? Like mm-hmm. The staging kind of thing. Once people yeah, buy a house, right. um, other realtors will have renovation suggestions and they'll actually go follow through with some of that. They'll have mm-hmm. a renovation company on the side. So I think it'll... Those types of things that sort of originate from the the real estate career, um, and then they branch off, and it sort of becomes part of their package or their their marketing system. I think it's always been there, and but I don't think it'll be huge. It'll always be just a portion of of realtors will branch off and do right. something like that. Right. You know, like being a realtor. Um, that's what we're excited for next year. We we're launching you know, products that we can make money off on top of what we do, but also um, it will feed back to our real estate here in Calgary. And and so we see it as win-win. And the new realtors out there, like 
it, it's a grind. Like, as you guys know, you get into the business, you think it's going to be easy. <laughs> My wife was flying with a, another flight attendant the other day and mm. she's getting her license. And I'm like, geez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, right? We've seen it before. But, you know, I, for us, when we look back at us, we had someone that we worked under. And I see some, some realtors that got into the business the uh, last few years work under people. That's the best advice I could give anybody. I always say that if I could go back to 2006 when I got licensed, the one thing I would have did differently or at least given serious consideration to would be to join a team, even if it's for a year or two, because I feel like what took me five years to learn, I could have learned in a year or two. Yeah. And I could tell you I, the funniest thing happened to Tim and I, uh, it was very early on at Remax actually. You know, you read the 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 old school um, uh, realtor realtor guide, what you should be doing, and there was a rule like meet meet a person a day or five a day. I don't know what the rule was. Crazy, right? I was like, Geez. some random number per yeah, day yeah, per yeah. week. Yeah. And so Tim, I'm like, yeah, I set up a coffee with some client. I don't know when he's going to buy, but we're supposed to go out and talk to him. And we went down to Starbucks on uh, Heritage there and McLeod. And we sat there and it was just the most terrible meeting I've ever had. Like, I didn't like the guy. He didn't like me. I don't, Tim wasn't even talking. I came out of there. I'm thinking, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm never putting myself like that again. And, and it was true. We came out and this is how the seminar started. We kind of, we kind of said, why are we talking to one person? Like, why are we going on all these coffee dates when I don't even like these people? Mm -hmm. Right. Why don't we get them? <laughs> Like I'm just being honest, and and, and I feel sorry for like uh, the gig. That's yeah. the gig, right? You yeah. got to sell yourself. See, we said to ourselves, "Why don't we get thirty people come to us?" And so, how do we do that? And so that's how it started, and it was the smartest thing we ever did. And then the other thing about um, the seminars, which we totally realized, and and this business is such a funny business because. People can be making 100, 180 grand a year, but spending half of that on, on marketing and advertising and all that garbage. Our biggest philosophy in this game was to spend zero. Okay. <laughs> so the seminars, they cost us nothing because you guys were so nice to let us use the room. We knew that when we went to the first office we were at, we knew the room was big enough. We'll start it there. Um, and we've grown it so big. So you're saying, how many leads, how many deals are coming out of it. It's been enough to do this full time uh, over the years. And we've been in the business 15 years, yeah, something like that, uh, all up. It's It's been enough to do this full time. And we don't believe in actually working that hard. Like we actually believe in uh, spending time with our families, having a lifestyle, like like – like I see people grinding and out there and chasing leads and stuff like that. We want the leads to come to us and we want those people to work, want to work with us. And the, let's put that working hard into perspective. Um, do we work hard? Of course we do, but we don't work hard in the traditional sense like they taught you in that original realtor guide. Sure. Right? Um, it's funny because we get into these conversations with a lot of the realtors at this office and and they'll be complaining about the latest change to a form that comes down the pipe from area or Rika, and they're all upset. And they, you know, oh, I'm expected to do this form and that form, and and I got to do this when I load a listing and all that. To us, that means nothing, right? Any of the technical part of the real estate, that's all 
you just do it and it's yeah, it's done. really out of your hands you just got to do it our whole job is to generate leads right so to sit there and to work on on upgrading your contract writing skills and things like that to us that's that's not even part of the job you know are we going to make a mistake now and then? Yeah. Jimmy will catch it and give a shit. But you know, what's so funny is that when you say that, it's like um, every time there's a change in this industry to a form or to a process or, or a knife. system, holy shit. The stuff oh, that man. we hear is like, we can't do nothing about it. Yeah. Really? I mean, send, mm-hmm. you know, send the feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a shit show. Sure. Whatever. But that's what that, that happens with, you know, 6,000 agents in Calgary yeah. alone or whatever. But um, it's it's exactly that. And I, I actually remember when we do, we did some system changes. I'm like, hey, Tim, what do you think about this? He's like, well, yeah, it's just something a little different. We're just going to have to do it. And I was like, all right, cool. But depending on who you ask, a lot of people focus on the, well, yeah, it's causing me more work. And, you know, we had one agent and, uh, you know, our uh, loading dock system, when we went to uh, change over and do the loading docks and he might've came from another office or something, but he got so angry that uh, he had to load the documents himself, himself, that he made it a point to sit there, put a stopwatch on his phone, time himself, <laughs> sitting there frustrated, filling off and all, and then I'm walking by and he's like, Jimmy, look. See? L- look at my top stuff. Look <laughs> at this. It's been half an hour. I've been sitting here half an hour doing it and I'm thinking to myself like, shit, you're just slow. Like, I've done uh, this before myself. Yeah, and it's, like, just, just, it's uh, just what you got to do. Stop stop worrying about those things. If you're loading documents into the system, you're making money. You're getting paid. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. We love it actually. Yeah. I'm smiling when I'm doing that. I love filling out a transaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, record sheet because that means you're getting paid you get paid so that that's that's if realtors call that work to us we don't pay attention to that um the work that we're doing in in our seminars and meeting the clients and and showing them through the investment gig sure to us it's not really work you know it's enjoyable to see these guys get all excited about buying their first rental property or getting it rented or or upgrading to a better home and changing their old one into a rental property like that's the work we do but it doesn't really feel like work yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's why it's so rewarding for us. I mean, when it comes to to listing more homes, you're competing with other realtors now that are spending a bucket load of money on each listing, mm-hmm. right? Um and you really have to get the numbers right to be able to do that because if it doesn't sell, someone's on the hook for that. Um so we've always loved buyers, even though um, we do list a lot of homes. We've always loved the buyers because eventually they're going to get done. And and so for some reason, Tim, we've always attracted, we've always worked with buyers. And then our philosophy is if you don't have to sell and you can afford to buy another home, do it because, yeah. you know, that first property, the mortgage is going to continue to get paid mm-hmm. down and um, hold on to it. So what's your guys' um, advice to clients or people who you know in a downturn like this uh that we've had in the last forever seems like um when people are actually like uh, rentals down their mortgages are a little bit higher you're not cash flowing on the property um what's like what what are you telling those guys yeah so there's two situations here it's funny because i was just reading a story up in fort mac i think it was yesterday i was telling tim 
we're in Fort Mac right now. Of course, people bought high, right? Property prices have dropped and people can't afford to sell their homes because the more they're underwater. The mortgages are more than what the properties are worth. Mm. So unfortunately, you only want to sell property um, in two occasions, we believe. One is, um, one is, or three occasions. One is when you really have to because you're out of money. That would be the first reason. Um, and two is basically when the property is impossible to rent out. Uh, and and basically that happens just because of the wrong type of property you own or the upkeep hasn't been there. Uh, so basically there's a number of factors that go into um, to that situation with the client. And the third reason why you would sell is you could use those funds to do something better with. Um, so we're straight up when we meet people. We're straight up about the price. And this is probably... Uh, our downside to our business is we're too straight up. Like we lose, we actually lose a lot of listings this year. We've we've lost a ton of listings just because the price we tell people is the actual price. Mm-hmm. Someone else will come not in. Not what they want to hear. Not what they want to hear. Someone else will come in and tell them 50, 60 grand more. They'll list it and guess where it sells three months later. It's mm-hmm. the price we said. And we're like, yep, we could have sold that in a week. But um. <laughs> And that's just how we operate. And, and and that's the hardest thing about real estate. And I've been that person. Like we've all listed the friend's house that, yeah, we're hoping to get the best price for you. And yeah, I'll list where you want to list, no problem. And the problem with that is everything goes sour mm-hmm. after that. And you could lose friendships as well, right? Yeah. And then you look like the guy that... So, so we've stopped playing that game completely. We would rather, yeah, you could have 10 listings out there. You know, and that's the other thing about listings. If you really want to take on some of the big realtors out there, we all do the same thing or we all could do the same thing, which means we could all hire that photographer. We could all hire that staging company. You know, we could all do the marketing, spend the money if we want to. Um, and so for the new realtors out there, and I've seen young guys come into the business that do get big listings. It's because they're doing all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was one guy that came into the business. We we have the same accountant, I think. I think. And our accountant kind of doesn't tell us names or anything, but um, has kind of said, "You guys are doing pretty good," you know, meaning that there's no there's no huge expenses. expenses. Yeah, you're keeping your overhead down. You always have. Yeah, and so we wanted to work smarter. You can work more, but it doesn't mean you're making more money. Like, and and we've had these conversations over the years. Even if you bump up another hundred thousand income, like how much are you spending mm-hmm. spending to get there? Or if you could do what we're doing, which is you'll get there. We know it's going to get there, and the reason why we know it's going to get there is because we worked within a group that did this when we first started in the business. So we know it's going to get there. We've had everything against us in Calgary. I got to tell you. Okay, we had the world financial mm-hmm. crisis, which everyone had, but mm-hmm. then we had the two thousand and fourteen oil. Glut, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So we had one good year. I think it was 2013 or, two, or 2014. Was a good year, and then after year. that we had the glut, and now we've got COVID, and nothing's really recovered. I, I think my wife wants new furniture, and she's saying, "Honey, like, when are we coming out of this recession?" <laughs> <laughs> She's been saying it for ten years. So, um, so we find it funny, but we know even in this market. There's some with interest rates so low. And in a downturn, what happens with investment properties is that rental rates go up. 
So the key is you can't convince anyone to invest in real estate. And so what we're, we're taking a different approach. We're like, look, if you're not ready now, that's fine, but we're going to teach you how to do it successfully. Um, and when the market comes back and you are ready, then you know, mm. you know? Yeah, that's been, uh, it's been challenging five years after 2014. I mean, I don't think we've really ever rebound to anywhere. No, we were, we were starting like, to. We were just... Yeah, we've, we've flatlined a little bit, yeah, but and, we've never... You know, you're talking about Calgary and you're talking about Alberta. Like, there's no signs of um, anything that's going to bring it back. But yet, we still kind of chug along because house prices, yeah, it came down, but it's not rock bottom. No. no. You know, like some of the houses right now we see are multiple listing or m- multiple offers, all sorts of stuff. And I think there's still a lot of money in, in Alberta, I think. Um, but it's just that it's just that overall economic, macroeconomic driver. Like, there's just really isn't anything that is looks like it's going to bring it back other than diversifying our economy but no, it, shit it that takes forever back. it will once that elephant to the south of us starts turning again right like next year whether it's halfway through the year or whatever third quarter there's a vaccine for covid we start coming out of that once the american economy turns around it's going to turn around quick mm-hmm. right and what do they need? Resources. What do we got? Resources. Yeah. And one of the things about these things about the downturn is that um, it's inevitable that it will come back because everything is cyclical. Yes. It's a matter of when. And it always shoots back way quicker than everybody anticipated, right? Like you just don't know when it's at the bottom. No, you think you're kind of somewhere at the bottom. You're like, oh, I don't know how long this is going to last. But, you know, look at what happened in 2006 when you guys came in. I mean, prices were jumping by hundreds of thousands yeah. over the course of less they, than a they year. Basically doubled in about a year and a half. Yeah, it, that was ridiculous. Not to say that that's going to happen again, but... Um, well, look how far behind we are from Toronto and Vancouver. That was Farhan's heyday. That's why he's nodding his head. Yeah. Toronto and Vancouver <laughs> have continued to go up and up and up and up, right? And their average price is a million bucks. Yeah. Well, Calgary's still floundering down around 460, 470. Mm-hmm. We've been doing that for four years now, five years now. Traditionally, we've always been about seventy percent of those prices. Right, right? we're not there. Mm. Yeah. So, and 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 it's going to go back up to there, to seventy percent of the Toronto Vancouver price. The mm-hmm. funny thing is, like, uh, I study the Australian market because I own property down there. Okay, and same as Australia, you have you know big cities, Melbourne, Sydney, but then you have little cities like Adelaide or Perth, or mm-hmm. um, you have Brisbane, and I could tell you. All those cities, property prices doubled. So we 100% believe, like 100% believe that Calgary, the potential here is huge. The only thing we have to do this time is not spend all that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we, we laugh. I'm like, Tim, this time, let's just pay off our houses. <laughs> you know, I think that's the craziest thing you could do. But but honestly, we know Calgary, man. It's gone up and mm-hmm. down and up. Put, put some money aside and... And have a good time, you know. So we know it's going to come back, and 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 we can't wait for it. And by buying, and this is what we say to our clients: right now, we can go buy a house and get paid cash flow from that property. So you're getting paid, right? At the same time, the mortgage is getting paid down. Even that alone, okay. We were working out the numbers yesterday. You go buy a four hundred thousand dollar house, you put eighty grand down, twenty percent. The mortgage is getting paid down close to ten grand a month, a uh, ten grand a year. That's twenty grand over two years. You can't get that return just for the mortgage is getting paid down 
anywhere. Like just that. And the best thing about this whole situation is you're holding on to this property for this magic thing to happen. And this magic thing happens time and time again, right? Where you do go through this boom. I don't know if it's going to be a hundred grand. I don't know if it's going to be 200 grand. I don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's coming, right? And we tell our clients, like, I just, we just got off a call with one guy. We don't know when it's going to happen, but geez, if you're telling me I'm going to get paid to do this, plus my mortgage is getting paid down, which means money in the bank, basically, and one day this might go up, I'll take that gamble all day long. And all they're hiring us for is to make sure we're choosing the right property that will attract the right tenants. Yeah, in the right area. So it's stress-free. the right price. And, and the reason, like... Like we get clients, as I was saying, we get clients, you know, what what do you think about Forest Lawn? We're like, we're not buying it for you because we know what you're going to have to put up with, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and we see it. So we would rather put them into to safe neighborhoods where you're going to attract, you know, people that want to rent and look after your property. Yeah, we do have investors that will go and buy five, six, seven houses in Forest Lawn. But these guys, they've got thick skin and they know what the heck they're doing, right? We're not going to throw a rookie investor in there and say, here's your first rental property. Because you guys all know what kind of tenants they're going to get, right? And that's just the way socioeconomics work in our society. But, you know, you have to be very experienced if we're going to put you there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I, I remember we did this, uh, our old Remax office with you guys. We actually put on a seminar for the agents. And after that seminar, we had the young guy, the young kid, Spencer, come, come in, go straight away and buy a rental property. He went, I think he went to Kensington and straight after that seminar, went and bought a rental property. And and, and then we had another lady who used to work for, with us, Michelle Deuce, say, I want to mm-hmm. work for you guys. This is awesome, right? And and the reason why I'm saying that is I believe realtors, they need they need a backup plan, right? Because that's what I believe. And, and, and whatever the backup plan, at least at least have a little rental you're in the business right mm-hmm. so if you're in the business you should be if you come across a deal work out a way either with a client or a friend family work out a way to, to just get a property and just tuck it away for a rainy day because i don't know how many realtors are putting into their rsps right so so at least having something like that on the side mm-hmm. um and that's why it was an honor to do that seminar for the agents back then um because it did change some people's lives, and and uh, and and it was awesome. It was awesome. We we actually believe everybody. I know in Australia, investing in real estate is so common, like so common. Everyone has a little rental property somewhere, and it might not even be. If you're in Sydney, it might be up in Queensland somewhere, right? Because mm. it's so expensive in Sydney, and and we believe we solely believe that, and uh, and I guess that's what's made our business tick for all these mm. years, even even in these ups and downs. Yeah. Um, um, I had a question uh, about the, you know, the seminars that you guys have been doing over the years and this recent switch to doing the online version. Um, coming out of COVID on the other side, do you see you guys incorporating the live seminars again or is it, I think you're always going to keep the online stuff now that you're seeing how successful it is. But yeah, we're, you... we're going to keep the online stuff, but we will go back to some live stuff yeah right it's not going to be every two weeks like it was in the last office um but you still need for local clients anyways we you need still need that that personal touch face to face um nothing beats that when you're in a room and you're you know they're they're firing questions at you and they look at you as the expert nothing beats being right there in the room with them Mm -hmm. so we'll work out some way 
how to run seminars from somewhere, whether it's the hotel across the street or wherever. But yeah. we'll we'll keep that going. Yeah, we find uh, being in front of people and just reacting with them. You know, you can't beat that. Yeah, you can't beat that. So so now with we believe um, that our business will look at doubling next year just because of the two books that are coming out and then the mentorship program uh, that we're going to be offering. But yeah, we would go to a, a live and in-person kind of format at the same time. And, you know, one thing, I, like like that seminar following, uh, we have an, uh, an investment group online and it's just shy of 4,000 people. So... Wow. So the wow. deal, the deals might not be um, as many as we would like, but it's been very good because we both handle it. We don't hire mm-hmm. anyone else. Um, but having four thousand people that we can offer the books to and the program, we believe this thing will explode because we're not changing uh, our style. We're not. Uh, we actually, we actually, it's funny. We had Chris Dingle upstairs the other day, which is great having him around because he's such a great guy. And we showed him our, uh, our advertisement for um, our program. And he, he kind of came across and said, oh, he read through it on the, online, the webpage. And he's like, yeah, it's a little cheesy, you know? <laughs> and it, and it, it was really good to hear that. Like, it was actually really, really good because that's one thing we just did not want to be at all. And we wanted to come across and... And Tim went through the next night, deleted half of it, and made it more like us. And so, so um, that's the thing about our investment gig, and being a realtor. There's a fine line of pushing stuff on people, being cheesy about it, and a fine line of just keeping it real and saying, "No, this is really cool. You should check it out." Mm-hmm. Um, and people will find that excuse to label it. No, no matter what, if it's not for them. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know what? The seminars over the years, uh, we've held 127 seminars. Uh, online these days, we have over 100 people that sign up for a seminar. Uh, we have a lot of people there that we they th- we think they're... Um, mm-hmm. You've just, busted agents before. Yeah, we've busted agents. And, and we were upset about it in the early days. Uh, I think Farhead actually pulled me aside one day a couple of years ago. He's like, yeah, you can't have on your website there no agents allowed. And uh, we took it down. And and in the end, there just are people out there that just don't get it. We'd have agents that come and give their business cards out while we're doing the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, so you can imagine our frustration, but now we're not. We're, we're like, you know, there's a lot of other people doing this investment gig in, in Canada and the world. And what we offer is that we're different. And it's simple as that. We're different. Uh, we see our competitors, what they charge. Um, we won't be charging anything near that at all for our program. And and we're just trying to come across as honest and humble as we can be. Because as we said earlier, we did lose a lot. We made a lot of money, right? I mean, we had guys in our office back then driving a Ferrari, buying $2 million homes. Oh, um, I mean, I was taken to see a house in the slopes 
that had an elevated jimmy would like this because i know you have a ferrari jimmy um <laughs> but this house in the slopes um to put this into perspective like like this house had a garage that had glass walls on on one of the garages glass walls on the inside yeah so when you're so you inside see your cars. the house you could see your cars and it had an elevator and i think the house back then was like a 1.6 or something like that it was on so the slopes oh yeah yeah i and i went to a realtor open house and there yeah and on so tour so uh, we were making that much money back then that, that i was i was taken out there to um to upgrade into that home and I said to, uh, back then, the leader of our investment group that made a bucket load of money, I said to him, look, you know, I grew up in a two-bedroom condo in Sydney, Australia, you know, like, mm -hmm. this isn't for me, you know, and um, we still think he was trying to get everyone to buy these big homes, so we'd have to work harder, right, which he would pay for, but <laughs> and, and I could tell you once I said no, that I'm not, and I, I used to tell Tim, like I, I'm kind of, and I, I was, um, for a couple of the years there, I was realtor of the year, right, and and I could tell you as soon as I said no, I was cut out of the, cut, cut out of the inner circle, <laughs> and, uh, and thank God I did, because uh, we came out of that recession, and um, I, I know Jimmy's been to my home before to sign some docs mm -hmm. or something, and I, I went into Christie Park. Tim lives in Lake Bonavista, by the way. God's country, he calls it. And it really is down the there cult. by the lake. The cult. Um, <laughs> but Christie Park, I fell in love with it. it. Brick homes in there. There's no other community like it. Um, I'm the president of Christie Park now. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm the man <laughs> awesome. down there. And uh, But no, I fell in love with it. And and I bought, for me, an expensive home for me, you know. And, and all those guys... Uh, Tim, you could tell them most of those guys that went out and bought those big shacks back then. Those guys went under. They all went. When we say under, they declared bankruptcy yeah. and stuff like that. So, I think Tim and I, when we look back at it, we had our heads on our shoulders and we knew when to say no, and um, and we knew to do you know the right thing. Yeah, you can get carried away when you start making a, a yeah. lot of money, right? Um, I remember one of the uh, things that we talked about is that you guys used to do these seminars and. I'm like, I think I asked you or something along these lines. I'm like, um, are you, this like, how are you asking for that business? Or and then you were like, well, you know, some some people actually come up and, and ask like, how do you guys get paid? Because that wasn't quite clear in your seminars, but you've changed that now, yeah. Like you're, yeah. So we're straight up now. Straight up now. So because because uh, <laughs> at some point in time you said this goes back to kind of like how you said, well, you know, we're um, we we don't want to be out there and cheesy and we don't want to ask for that yeah, business or whatever. Yeah. And like they should know. And you basically kind of assumed or you you said, well, you know, what we're talking about. They should know how we get paid. Oh yeah. But it wasn't very clear to some people that didn't understand. So in the, the early business. in the early days, I was nervous. I could tell you um, the first couple of seminars, I would sneak over to um, Santerra, which was like three blocks away. They had a pub upstairs, ah. a little little bar. And, and I don't know if I should be saying this, but I was so nervous to get up that I would go for a couple of pints before the seminar. Didn't just car bar um, the damn thing? In the uh, I don't know. And it would just be to call the nerves. Could have come to my and office. So, <laughs> so in the beginning, it was it was all new to us. You know, we would get 30 people if we were lucky to a seminar and we didn't know what they thought. And then, and then over time, and now it's out. So we say it's straight off the bat. Uh, we let people know why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And the main reason why we do our seminars is to add value. Okay, we we didn't we unfortunately if realtors hear this, 
We didn't want to be those realtors that send people birthday cards. Okay. For example, um, I don't even send my brother a birthday card. Mm -hmm. So like, I just wanted to be honest with yeah. myself mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and for some people it totally works. Like they write handwritten letters and stuff. I've seen some great realtors do that. Mm -hmm. Right. We've seen some good realtors do that. And we're kind of like, geez, if that works for you, that's great. But we just didn't want to be those people. So, so we let people know that we're doing this to add value. Uh, we're not here to convince you. We're here to um, show you what we've done and to show you what our clients are doing now, right? That's the biggest thing. We're showcasing a deal every two weeks, mm -hmm. a live deal every two weeks. And the reason why we do this, we charge nothing for it, but the reason why we do it is that we hope you see the value. And in return, when you think of real estate, you think of us. And as simple as that, that's our nice lead in. And, and we had to take it a next step when we found out the, the realtors were handing out cards at our, well, we found out last night there was someone on their private messaging mm -hmm. other people on the chat. Right. Because we just had a phone meeting with someone mm -hmm. who wants to buy a fourplex or something, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I got a meeting with one of your investors. And I'm like, well, it's not one of our investors, right? Right, right. But that's, you know, we would used to get upset about that. Mm -hmm. And um, now we just let it work itself out. If people aren't smart enough, we've even had people contact people in our group to try get them to go to their group. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now we're straight up. This is how we get paid uh, and where we're different is we're not driving you all over town. We're taking you to see three or four properties. We're doing all of our work up front. When we go in there, we lead with education. We're going to show you why this works, what rents you're going to get, what the income is, what the outcome is, you know, so, so people know and then they trust us. And so that's the thing about the seminars is that um, – you could work with a client and may have to show them five, six times properties. We don't. We show them once. And it's because they've come to five or six seminars and they know. Mm -hmm. Right? So mm -hmm. so I'm, we're doing the legwork up front. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, some of the seminars, as I'll say, and if any of you are working with another realtor, you know, that's fine. You're welcome to stay for the seminar. But you can get that realtor to help you with your investment properties. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. and, and, and that really worked. It really turned around people. Yes, I am working with a realtor. And unfortunately for the realtors out there, they would call us and say, I signed a document with the realtor that I'm contracted to him. And we're like, well, you've got two options here. You can contact that realtor and say you're working with someone else, or you can let it expire. And to tell you the truth, people would do both. I thought they would jump on it. And and some people didn't want to hurt that realtor. Sometimes mm -hmm. it was family, right? It was yeah. some someone's sister or brother. that was. <laughs> and then we have to go out and buy that property. And, and we were in the beginning nervous to do that. But in the end, business is business, mm -hmm. right? And um, so we'll straight up about it. We actually held a seminar how to get out of your, not a whole seminar on it, but how to get out of your. We used to actually hold that. <laughs> we, we actually. Well, we, we, yeah. to, to set things straight, we don't actually step on someone else's toes. <laughs> yeah, they just, have a written contract. I was just about to write yeah. down the uh, <laughs> no, 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 line no, that we don't have to cut that out. How yeah. to find your realtor. <laughs> no, no, we, we don't do that. But, but you have to remember, so we're in an awkward situation where when the seminars were live, people would come to our seminars, but they're already in contract with sure. other realtors. So mm -hmm. we had to clearly explain that that. You know, and we have a different approach to that uh, buyer's agreement that, that people sign. We believe that um, once we find the property for you, once we've done our work, uh, before we write the offer, 
um, we sign that agreement. And if we haven't done that, there's no way you should be in, in contract with. We don't want. We don't do that to our clients. Of course. Um, where we know, obviously, clients coming to us already in contract, um, it, we just weren't going to take that approach. Yeah, and, and it's funny because they'll have a property listed and they'll come with us after a seminar and say, you know, I've got this property listed. What do you guys think of the price? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And we say, well, you've got to ask your realtor. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we cannot do that. And then two weeks later, they'll come back and they say, I canceled my contract. What do you think now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we never, we never step on anyone's toes. We're respectful of, of all the realtors out there. And, and, um, and we just wanted a different approach with that. You know, I never really understood it, but, but at the end of the day, it's gone the other way for us as well, Tim. We've lost deals. Uh, we've got people using us, right? There's a guy right now. I just had to Google him. He's a financial uh, advisor and he wants me to send him deals. So I'm like, well, we haven't met in person. Um, we've really taken control of our mortgage brokers uh, as of late where we don't care who you're working with. You have to go through Danielle to get to us. So we're not sending you anything. Um and and that's the thing that I always found funny over the years. A lot of you know things can come across with realtors being maybe cheesy, but there's cheesy people out there, you know. Like you don't hear of that. Like there's people out there that will just simply use you, mm-hmm. you know. And and we've had to learn going through that just to put up a guard and uh, make sure we know who we're working with. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that was uh, a good recap from where you guys were <laughs> to now. Awesome. Yeah, that was a long recap. Yeah, and thanks, <laughs> thanks for all that insight, Farhan. I, I got so much out of it. Can I ask you guys one thing? Yeah, sure. In today's day, you guys speak about your experiences that how you guys are gonna that was reflected in the book. What is it that you guys are providing that you can't just Google? Yeah, great question. And what, because now you guys are charging for this. Um, when you Google stuff, so first off, with the book and our material, we find we found that other investment groups piece things off. When I say piece piece, uh, I mean piece strategies off. So Tim was talking about this just before we had this meeting. Um, they'll piece off how to do joint ventures and they may sell that program for $4,000. Uh, there's a big thing going on right now, how to do agreements for sale. Um, and they'll sell that program or how to raise capital and they'll sell that program. And a lot of these groups out there, they'll give you a bucket load of information. Like I'm talking and Tim and I have this in our home offices at home, like whatever courses we've done over the years. But the truth is, you don't need all that information. Like one investment group will tell you, um, you know, what the average price is in Strathmore and and where it's going. And and I couldn't give a damn what the price in Strathmore is because I'm never going to buy there, right? Some people might, but it's very limited. So the difference between what we do and other groups have done is is giving people the right information and not hyping it up. And that's, that's where this whole, once again, cheesiness comes from, is the hype out there that it's so easy to do a lease option. I mean, in our, in our webinar on lease options, we go, ex- we go through exactly step by step what you have to do. 
And these people doing these courses, like out of 10 people doing the course, we think maybe one would do it, Tim, or half a person would do it. Like that's that's how much it takes physically and mentally to go meet with these people and go through the steps and make it win-win for everybody, right? So that's where we're different is that we're getting up saying like another another big topic in the investment world right now is wholesaling. And we interviewed, we knew this couple had been doing it for two years. Uh, they came to us and they weren't getting anywhere and they spent $20,000 on this course, right, to become wholesalers. And it took them two years to do one deal and out of that one deal, they actually lost money on. So they met with us and during that time they were doing it, we we're like, well, what are you doing? Like, why don't we go get you a beautiful home in Willow Park, right? We got it near the Willow Park wine store and uh, walking distance to there, I'll never forget. And, and uh, we said, you know, over time, renovate it. You don't have to spend all the money on it now. Renovate it. And you're going to do extremely well when you go to sell it, okay? And you don't have to sell it in three months, six months. You could sell it in three, four years. And we know you're going to do extremely well. So here is a couple that spent over 20K on this course. They were doing letter, letter mailbox drops. That's what they call it. Like we buy houses and stuff like that. We've all seen that garbage, right? And they got nowhere with it. You know, and we felt so sad for them that we actually, it took us to say, don't listen to that. Don't believe in that. Yes, if you want to keep doing it, do it. We don't care. But let's put something in place right now that's actually making you wealthy today. So that's where we're totally different is we cut the BS straight out, um, even on flipping houses. Tim says it all the time. You can turn on TV and watch two good-looking people flip a house, right, in, in, in 60 minutes, yeah. half an hour, right? And we get it all the time. We've got flippers right now. And right now during COVID, people are like, well, how are you, do how are you dealing with flippers? Our flippers right now, Melissa and Kevin, and that's just one couple, we're like, yeah, let's go down to Lake Bonavista and get you uh, a nice buy level. And, and, and where we're different is we're, we're showing people – what houses we're picking the properties okay we've seen people flip houses with with cell phone towers you know in the back of the house and we're thinking mm -hmm. geez the 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 what is it the cat five or the um g5 we don't know what what's coming out of that right and but why who told you to flip this house so we've seen people flip houses backing onto barlow trail or something like that and we're like who told you to do this you know so we're really running the numbers. Uh, we're in our books. We're really showing people what properties to pick, what properties to stay away from. Compare apples to apples. So uh, the result is there in the end. Mm -hmm. And so during COVID, these flippers, Kevin and Melissa, they're, um, they're doing a two-year flip, right? We told them move into it. You move into it. You take away the speculation. You save on the capital gains tax when you sell because it's your primary residence. And have fun with it, you know? So so we're not all about that quick buck. Actually, we're not about that at all. And and so that's where we're different. And once again, what makes us different is exactly that. We're not giving you all of this information that makes it sound like you must have it. We're like giving you the straight up goods. So back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it all on the internet. Mm -hmm. Every little piece. Just about anything. It's no different than if you wanted to install hardwood flooring in your house. Of course. You could figure out how to do it on the internet. Mm -hmm. but how many people are going to install hardwood flooring? Not a lot. You're going to hire the experts to do it. 
And we tell people straight out in our seminars that if you really want to find out how to flip and how to go and buy a property, a cash flowing property, you can do it on the internet. But it's kind of like this great big sea of information and you have mm-hmm. to pick and choose. And is well, this work here? Is this an American-based thing? Or, you know, does this come from Britain or something like right. that? What are the rules? And people, they know that they can find this stuff on the internet as well. So that goes but to the question is that coming why to us, buy the book? Oh, because if you're, if you're it's hiring, all, yeah. hiring your usually, realtor, usually because right? yeah. it's all in one place. You it's know all, what I mean? Yes. It's all in one place and it's like one person's opinion. I've done a lot of internet research yes. about random things. No, not only that. And you get lost, man. You get lost in yeah. like. Well, they the most important things in your life, you're going to go to an expert, right? You're not going to research how to fill a filling in your tooth and do it yourself. But because would, you saw it on the internet. That would, that would be going to a dentist, but you wouldn't read, a, you wouldn't purchase a book. No, no, no. But if, if they have an interest in investment real estate, right? Mm. Buying a rental property or flipping a house and they see our names on a Google search, they're going to come to us. Mm. Or if they've heard, it's been referred to them, they've, we've been referred to them. Because like Jimmy said, it's all under one roof, mm, right? Yeah. And that other piece of, when we read other books, we can see what they're trying to tell people out there, but they're not giving you the nugget, right? They're not, they, they, they leave it out on purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not doing that. We'll give you the nugget and also give you the support on the back end. And, that's, and the book in itself isn't there to make us a million dollars. Of course. It's part of our lead generation. It's mm-hmm. part of our marketing program, right? It's just... Um, more information that we have to back our our supposed expertise up, mm-hmm. right? You know, we could sit there and wax poetic in front of all these people for hours and hours and hours, but now we can show them some tangible evidence of what our clients have done, you know, in many different areas and what we've done. So it, it's more to just back up our our expertise. Yeah, yeah, we're pumped about it because oh, that's it, cool. It, it gives us leverage now. You're published. Um, it, it, well, it gives us leverage. Like it's like we could have advertisements. You know, like are you thinking of selling a house? Stop before you do. Read this free book, right? And it's pretty cool. And when you read that free book, it's eye opening. Like I've, I've, we've had to read these books how many times, Tim? Now we've, we've read it. Like Tim's probably read it six, seven, eight, nine times. I've read it probably three or four times, and it's exciting. And um, and it's there to help people. And then in return, it funnels back to our real estate here in Calgary um, that if they do see value, they're going to contact us as well. So it's an, it's not just advertising that where the best realtors use us to sell your home. It's like advertising, hey, maybe you should rethink some things before you buy something or before you sell, uh, which I think is really cool because not many people are doing that. Oh, that's awesome. I'd like to read that book when you guys get it all done. Yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. So the, t- the two books, uh, the free book is called One Million Reasons to Buy Real Estate. Is and there an actual 100 million reasons in there? Oh, yeah. 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 We've got them itemized. It's, like it's a itemized. very long book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it will take a while. Uh, yeah. It, it, the One Million Reasons uh, heading came from the Bare Naked Ladies, which uh, Tim put a brilliant first uh, paragraph in the book. Um, and it's all about when we, when all of us were growing up, we thought a million dollars 
would be enough. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought we would be flying in private jets, have a, a chauffeur-driven limousine. <laughs> mm-hmm. We thought it all, right? And and we were wrong. And so that that's where the heading came from. And it, and, and it just goes through that, that geez, we, we, and especially during COVID, maybe having a plan B or a backup isn't so bad. And if we could show you how to use real estate and do it the easy way, maybe you'll do it. And then the second book's called Fearless Real Estate. <coughs> and uh, the reason why Tim and I named it Fearless Real Estate is because that's what our seminars are all about. They're all about taking that fear out of people. Uh, and the fears are one is attracting tenants from hell. One is the property going down in value. And I always forget the third one, Tim. But it, it's got something to do that you're going to lose money. That would be the, you know, not only is the property going to go down, but you're actually going to lose money each month. And the whole book demonstrates uh, how our clients uh, overcome those fears and become really successful uh, at what they're doing. And and we don't want people to become these full-time investors or or want this to consume 100% of their life. Like some people, they're really pumped about it, right? Um and it's funny because Tim and I, our wives, when we owned all those properties, I mean, we owned over 25 houses here in Calgary and our wives used to be involved. Like my wife used to do the the tenant interviews. Tim's wife used to give his tenants actually birthday cards or Christmas cards or something, right? And so our wives were involved. And, and in our book, we explain that that's no longer. And thank goodness, because who wants to be, who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Like you guys owned rental properties mm-hmm. before, you know. You know, the one of our headings is something like, you know, you don't invest in property to become a landlord. You invest in property to live the life you deserve. And unfortunately, like everything else, like with our seminars, it takes consistency and it takes time. And if you have those two and you're patient, that would be the third recipe ingredient. If you have patience, you're going to get there, right? And that's the same as our real estate business. We see, you know, the huge realtors in our office or we see guys doing really well. We don't care because we don't. Like, we just don't. We, we see the good-looking girls who do open houses, you know, and, and I'll tell you, we're not good-looking guys. I'm never doing an open house again. I promise myself because, <laughs> like, I'm never doing it again. I, like, I said that. I'm never – I'll hire some good-looking girl in the office. Tim's like, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, I'm with him on that one. Yeah. It's just, like, they're just set up – unless you got an incredible house. The best open house that Tim and I ever done, and I'll never forget it, it was in a building called the Odyssey which is up in Coach Hill, Brad's neck of the woods up there. And the reason why we loved it, right, is that people had to buzz in to come upstairs. And this guy, he had a huge TV, right? So, so we could sit on the couch and watch the golf. While, <laughs> you know, oh, we're doing an open house. Client's happy. Uh, not many people are coming, but but we're having fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this right? is perfect so marketing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, those who want to hire us to sell their homes, we will just hire a good-looking girl to be there. Make sure you have a big TV. <laughs> 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 exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, um, I think that's all the time we got for today. So that was fun. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Fun. And uh, for whoever's listening out there, our um, investment webinar online um, learning hub is coming out at uh, end of 2020. 
and it's on sale for $9.97. And we can definitely tell you that this program's out there selling for $20,000 and you're getting way less. Actually, you're getting way more uh, for that $20,000 on stuff that you will never, ever use. We've actually just condensed it um, to make it successful for you for that price. And so uh, let's see where it goes. When we talk to you guys again, we'll we'll tell you how it's all going. Thanks for having us. Congratulations on the book. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for the chat. That was good. Fantastic. And uh, good luck with everything. We'll see you upstairs. Awesome. Tomorrow. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Thanks. Peace. Bye.